What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And typically on Mondays, I put out two different trade videos talking about sell high players and then buy low players with the trade deadline coming up. And you know, we're so far into the season, I feel like it's harder to come up with quality options, you know, for both videos. I'm gonna combine those two videos today. So go through some buy lows, also talk about a couple sell highs. So only one trade target video this week, but just kind of combining it. Um, as always, if you have any fantasy questions, drop them down below. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. If you enjoy, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. And then I do just wanna give you guys a heads up on the uh, kind of content schedule throughout the rest of the week. So I'm gonna be out of town starting Tuesday and I just won't be you know, in a spot where I can be making videos. So I'm gonna do the uh, start sits for every position. Those are gonna be out on Tuesday and then there's not gonna be any videos until uh, next Monday, but I will be uh, keeping track of the comments, going through answering people. So if you guys do have questions like later on in the week, just comment them on whatever video. Um, and I will be getting back to every single person still. So no rankings, no injury report, but I will still be uh, monitoring the comments. So I uh, hope that's cool with you guys. Um, if you guys do wanna sign up for underdog fantasy football, one of the uh, lines I like for the Monday night game, James Conner, 47 and a half rushing yards, had 21 carries last week. He dominated the snaps. You have Darrell Williams on IR. Eno Benjamin was released. I think Connor is going to have a big role in this game. There's always the chance that, you know, the uh, Cardinals kind of get blown out early. They phase away from the run game, but I'm willing to bet on the usage of James Connor this week. If you guys use code Quinn or the link in the description, they will double your first deposit up to $100. So if you are interested in underdog, link in the description. But now let's jump into some of the buy low options heading into week 12. And to be honest, I felt like there were a ton of big name guys who underperformed this week. Saquon, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Nick Chubb, right? All those guys definitely had down games. But I think at this point in the season, you know, everyone who's playing fantasy, they know who those players are. It's unlikely that people are going to go out and panic on Saquon Barkley or Justin Jefferson after one down game. So I didn't really want to go in depth on those guys. Obviously, if you can buy low on those players, I would be interested. But I kind of wanted to uh, take a different approach for this video and kind of unintentionally, I thought a lot of the uh, best buy low options this week are tight ends. So it's almost going to be like a tight end edition in the buy low areas. But we're going to start it off with Mark Andrews, who just overall the past, you know, four or five weeks has been a massive underperformer for his uh, fantasy football owners. So he played injured in week seven and week eight. He put up 0.4 and then 6.3 points in those two weeks. Then he misses week nine with injury. He has a week 10 bye. Then he returns here in week 11. You know, isn't terrible. Eight targets, six receptions for 63 yards, but nothing crazy in his return. So basically he was giving you, you know, nothing or like negative production for four straight weeks. Then he comes back, has a mediocre game. He's been dealing with the shoulder injury, the knee injuries, but I think moving forward, it looks like he is going to be much healthier. And if we look back to the first six games of the season before he was injured in week seven, this dude was averaging 19.1 PPR points per game. Like his ceiling at the tight end position was insane. He had actually 22 plus points in four out of six games. So when healthy, Mark Andrews is an absolute monster. If you look at this Ravens offense with Rashad Bateman down, Mark Andrews is the clear cut number one target. There's really no target competition there for Mark Andrews. 
I know while Robinson had a big game, like I don't think that's sustainable. Mark Andrews is the clear cut number one. So I think if you do have the opportunity to go out and buy one of the two elite tight ends that are out there in fantasy football, obviously Andrews and Kelsey, I'm gonna go out and try to bring in a guy like Mark Andrews. Maybe you try to sell a uh, running back who's overperforming, a wide receiver who's just outside the top 12. I think whatever you can do to try to buy low on Andrews, I would definitely be looking at that. Now we're going to stick at the tight end position here in the buy low portion and talk about TJ Hawkinson, who only put up 8.4 PPR points. We saw the uh, Vikings get absolutely blown out by the Cowboys. You know, just a brutal performance offensively and defensively for the Vikings. But when we look at Hawkinson's usage, he hasn't done anything crazy for the uh, Vikings in his three games there, but the usage is just suggesting that he is going to have some big games coming in his three games with the Vikings. His targets have been 9, 10, and 9. Obviously, it's a small sample size, but if we uh, take the targets per game on that uh, three-game sample size, there is not a tight end except for Travis Kelsey, who is averaging more targets per game, like not even close. And in those games, he is only averaging 12 points per game with the Vikings. So he's definitely been underperforming in terms of the usage he is seeing. I think if we had to, you know, choose one guy who's going to be the tight end three rest of season behind Kelsey and Andrews, I think it's a, uh, you know, a pretty decent shot that Hawkinson can be that guy. And I just imagine he is not valued in that way. So if you can buy low on Hawkinson, I would definitely be interested the usage he's been seeing is very, very encouraging moving forward, even if the numbers in the uh, you know the stat sheet haven't been great so far. A guy who I also think is in that tight end three contention, you know, to be the number three guy behind Kelsey and Andrews is going to be Dalton Schultz. He's coming off a down game, three receptions for 22 yards, only 5.2 PPR points. And when you look at Schultz on the season, he's only averaging 7.7 points per game. Obviously, a lot of that is due to injuries. He plays injured or he plays then gets injured, has to leave. But if we look at the sample size with Schultz playing with Dak, you know, it lines up with Schultz being healthy. And then obviously Dak is going to give him a boost. So in those games with Dak at quarterback, he's averaging 12.3 points per game. And these are his uh, stat lines in those four games. Seven for 62, six for 74, six for 54 and a touchdown. And then three for 22 was this past week, really his only down game with Dak. So I think, you know, his value right now is probably pretty low because people do look at that point per game number. And he did have that stretch, you know, in between Dak's injury where he was just giving you nothing for fantasy. I think it's very likely that he outperforms his current value. And if you are trying to make a move at the tight end position, I think he's someone you can get after who's going to have a decent amount of upside rest of season. This Cowboys offense looks strong. You know, he only does have four touchdowns in those games with Dak. But if you're telling me he's going to have seven, six, six, like three receptions in those games, I'm going to be expecting, you know, some uh, positive touchdown regression in the future. And then the final buy low, like I said, it's like the tight end edition. We have David Njoku. Now he came back really did nothing in his return here. He's someone that I thought was startable. I thought he would have a bigger role, but it was very clear that he was not 100% and they were kind of easing him back into this offense. So he only had a 37% snap share and a 41% route participation. When healthy, we saw Njoku somewhere in that like 70 to 85% route participation. And if you guys have forgotten, you know, he has been out for a few weeks. David Njoku was an absolute stud before his ankle injury. These are his uh, last five games before that ankle sprain, 
nine for 89 and a touchdown, five for 73, six for 88, three for 58, and then seven for 71. That type of volume at the tight end position is not something you're seeing, you know, from uh, every fantasy relevant tight end. And I do think Njoku has a pretty decent ceiling moving forward with Watson coming back in week 13. I think there's going to be more passing volume for this offense. Also going to be more touchdown upside for David Njoku. So I don't think you should be giving up quite as much um, as you would for a guy like Hawkinson or Schultz, just because I think they don't have the injury risk. Um, You know, they're not necessarily competing for opportunities. But I think if you don't want to give up a ton, I think Njoku is someone who's probably going to be pretty cheap, especially if someone, you know, picked up a waiver wire tight end who's performing decently well. Maybe they're not starting Njoku. Maybe he was dropped. If you can bring in David Njoku, if you're really desperate at the tight end position, I do think he's someone who can be solid for you long term. Now, moving over to the players that I'm going to be selling high on, going to be starting it off with Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I actually think I talked about Zeke as a buy low. Maybe after the uh, first game he missed where Tony Pollard had a big game, and I do think that was the right call. Like if you bought him and you're saying like, oh, why are you selling him now? You're going to be selling him at a profit if you can trade him. But I do think Zeke will still have a role in this offense. I'm not one of these guys who thinks like, oh, Tony Pollard's coming in. He's just going to take everything. I think Tony Pollard is definitely the better running back. Like I feel like it's going to be tough to argue that at this point. But I also think there's basically no chance that the Cowboys just totally phase Zeke out of the offense. He's going to be you know, decently involved whether we like it or not. But in his involvement, he's going to be very touchdown dependent. And he's proven to just have like zero receiving upside. He has seven total receptions in eight games. That is really, really rough at the running back position. But when we're looking back at his last three games that he has played in, these are his uh, point numbers and PPR scoring. 15.6, 17.7, and 17.7. So the numbers as of late look really solid. He does have five touchdowns in those three games. So that's definitely where a lot of the uh, you know overall production is coming from. So I would be looking uh, to send out offers for guys like James Conner, maybe a Jeff Wilson, players who I think are trending up as the number ones in their backfield the rest of season, but maybe just haven't had those huge breakout games yet. So that's what I'd be looking for. Zeke is not someone where I'm totally panicking and, you know, like I need to get him off my roster, but I do think we're going to have some games in the future where he's going to rush for 60 yards, but if he doesn't hit that end zone or he doesn't score twice, you're looking at like a six, seven point performance, you know, instead of these uh, 17, 18 point games he's been giving you because he has scored two touchdowns in those contests. So Zeke is the first sell high player. And then the second sell high player is Christian Watson. Now, remember, I'm not saying you need to sell these guys. I'm just saying if you can sell high for like a decent profit, I would be interested. So in the last two games, Christian Watson has put up 32.7 and 21.1 PPR points. His stat lines for those games, four for 107 and three touchdowns, and then four for 48 and two touchdowns. I honestly like Watson rest of season. Like, I don't think, you know, him breaking out is a fluke. He was a very talented prospect. You know, he's clearly clicking now with Aaron Rodgers. But I imagine rest of season, he's going to be somewhere in that wide receiver three territory, probably a mid to high end wide receiver three option. Like if we're not including, uh, you know, teams on by, like if we have the whole wide receiver pool, I imagine that's where he's going to be like the wide receiver 26 
to wide receiver 32 range, somewhere in there. But I do think after these two monster games, someone in your league is probably going to go out and they're going to overpay for a guy like Christian Watson. Because if Watson did not score these five touchdowns, like we're probably thinking, oh, okay, it's good to see he's more involved. He had a big yardage game. But I mean, like the five touchdowns, these performances have been wildly screwed by those touchdown numbers. I don't even know if we can count on Aaron Rodgers to average like two and a half touchdowns rest of season. And that's what Christian Watson has put up in these past two games. So I just think I'm looking at this Packers offense. I think they're going to be like semi-competent. You know, Lazard's going to be decent. Watson is going to be decent. But we cannot continue to expect Watson to put up, you know, four for 50 and two touchdowns. It's just not going to happen. There are going to be games upcoming where he's three for 30, four for 40, and he doesn't get into the end zone. And then his value is kind of going to fall back down. So I think if you can sell him at like wide receiver two prices, I'd be interested. If you can try to flip him for a guy like Michael Pittman, who I think people are very low on, but I like rest of season, maybe Watson plus another piece for a guy like Chris Godwin, I'd be looking to move him for some of these, uh, you know, kind of underperforming, undervalued wide receivers. So those are my two sell highs, Zeke and Christian Watson. Some of my buy lows at the tight end position, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Dalton Schultz, and David Njoku. If you guys enjoyed the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. As always, if you have any questions, drop them down below. Remember, there won't be uh, like the rankings videos, injury videos, but I will still be uh, looking to the comment sections, making sure I'm getting back to you guys. But thank you guys again, and I will see you in the next one.